You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Father, as we continue, Lord, our heart's desire is to know you. By your spirit, please breathe upon us. Let our lives, let everything we do be well-pleasing unto you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, so we began to understand, we began to see that the matter of God's glory is very, very serious. And what, what I want to, what I hope and trust in God to help us this evening is to see why it is. I don't know, but I ask a lot of questions. You know, I ask a lot of questions. It creates problems. My wife is telling me a story. I don't even let her. I'm asking questions. I'm interrupting. She's just saying, because I need to understand. If I don't understand, I can't go to page two. You know, you say someone slapped this person. And they ask, what did the person do that made? He say, wait. And I say, ah, but the person is not mad. So for me to, <laughs> do you understand? I, I, you know, I do that. So, <laughs> hallelujah. So the, why should God, you know, part of one of the texts we read, the, the account of a herald. A man kills, you know, James. Takes Peter, puts him in prison. Apostles. The angel didn't strike him. And then when they now, you know, are praising him and extolling him, the voice of a God and not the voice of a man, that's when they tell us immediately, because he did not give glory to God. I said, God, why is this thing such a big deal to you? Why is this such a big deal to you? Did anybody ponder that? Why is it such a big Why did he make such statements like our sister reminded us, Isaiah 42, 8, he said, I'm the Lord. There's no other. I said, my praise I'll give to none. Why, why, I mean, why is this such a big deal to you? And, you know, I want us to begin to see why it is such a big deal to him. And we want to look at it from ourselves. Okay? We want to look at it from ourselves. You see, to understand glory, okay, we have to understand ownership. Praise the Lord. We have to do what? Understand what? Ownership. 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 You know, it might sound unconnected, but you're going to get it. Ownership. You see, God is not just creator. He's owner of the world and everything that there is. So this, um, who has a handbag now? Okay, if it, this is your handbag now, you are the owner, isn't it? If by any chance I want something from that handbag, okay, and I go and take it, maybe you're, you're lost in worship, and I take it, what? would I have done? I would have stolen because I've taken what is not mine, okay? What if you said to me, um, Pastor, I brought um, maybe chocolate for you. is in my bag. If you're lost in worship and I take it, did I steal? I didn't steal, but you still won't be so happy, right? Now, ownership confers on God, the ownership of confess on God, the right to determine how his world will be used. Now, God is, you know, is, you know, generous and all of that and has given us everything to use. However, if I use something that is not mine, praise the Lord, without acknowledging the person whose it is, what have I done? I'm a thief. It's theft. So, he said, when I am not giving the glory that is due me, 
the people involved are committing favorite. Do you understand? Now, the level, you know, in crime, there is arson, okay? And arson is destruction of property, okay? Now, stealing doesn't destroy the property. But what stealing does is that it changes the beneficiary. So, if someone, you know, nobody here will lose this car. So, if somebody steals a car, the car is still a car. And the person who stole that car can... While he's driving that car, maybe he steals it in, you know, um, Shagamu and he's driving it in Zaria. In Zaria, the person with that stolen car can be a very nice person that gives people on the road rides. What's he doing? Let me hear you. What's he doing? He's doing a good thing now. He uses the stolen car to take the pregnant wife to the hospital. What's he doing? He's been a loving husband. He uses a stolen car. You know those school children? He sees school children. He gives them rice. And they say, Uncle So. Uncle So is so nice. And everybody in the community says, This brother with his car is very nice. Isn't it what we'll say? But for the man in Shagamu, whose car he's using, what is it? Now, that is what it is under. Because, you know, I said to the Lord, Listen, I'm teaching this book. Help me so they understand. He said, When people in my world claim to do good without acknowledging me. That like somebody who has taken stolen property and is going somewhere to say he's doing good until you acknowledge the owner. A thief is what the person is. Praise the Lord. In, in academic circles, we are familiar with plagiarism. There is nothing that destroys the career of an academic like plagiarism. What is it? The, the, the person who, who, is, who is, you know, guilty of plagiarism didn't kill anybody. And the material he's using is already in public domain. Oh, are you with me? The person who wrote it is not suffering any particular loss. Just that, why will you take something that somebody wrote? Eh? Not using it. Oh, using it is not the problem. Are we getting it now? It's not saying this thing I'm using. <laughs> this man wrote it. Why is it a problem there? It's because we are like God. And the first thing we have from God is not our money. That's why tight is basic. It's too low. The first thing we have from God is our life. Do you understand? The life, I li- the life I'm living was given to me. If I wake up and say, you know, I'm, I'm my own man. You see, that, that is capital offense. Because now I'm living the life God gave me and I'm denying him the acknowledgement. That's what Paul was trying to deal with in Romans from verse 1. He said these people refuse to acknowledge him as God. That's what the scientists are doing. That's what they 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 do Because the moment they acknowledge God, they have to submit because it's the first step. If I'm saying the life is my life, I'm not saying it because I really want to say it. I'm saying it so that I won't obey any other person. Because when I acknowledge ownership, the next level is it demands obedience. The reason we deny him ownership is because we don't want to do his will. We want to do our will. Are, are we getting it now? So, so that's why glory, he said glory is simply about ownership. How many things do you have 
that you don't use. I mean, for a lot of us, you have so many things that by the time, you know, you come to a level, they carry your house, they, somebody's driving your most part of your house, other people are enjoying it more than you. But just because it's with your permission, it's okay. Isn't it? That is it. God, God says that is what glory, glory is about ownership. He said, I created the world. It's my word. The, 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 uh, uh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah 9.23, please, you can put it for us. Where, where he talks about, he said, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. Let not the strong man glory in his strength. He said, you know why he's saying that? If you're wise, I gave you the wisdom. Praise the Lord. If you're rich, I gave you the power to make the world. I permitted you to make it. He said, if you're strong, I gave you the strength. He said, don't glory in it. Just glory that you know the one who gave it to you. Praise the Lord. If not, it will be theft. It will be theft. I'm not saying give me back the, the wisdom. Keep the wisdom. But just acknowledge me. Don't say I am. No, he is the only I am that I am. Praise the Lord. There can be two I am. He is God. That's what God, being God is about. Because he, he is the one who made the heavens and the earth. He is the one who planted the garden. He is the one who took Adam and put in the garden. He is the one who put gold there. Listen to me. Every good thing that you and I can dream and want to enjoy, God put it here for us. Praise the Lord. And he's not about, he's not eager. He doesn't want to share it with us. God doesn't want to eat out of my beans and plantain. Do you understand? He just wants when I bring it out, I say, Father, thank you for what? Making this food available. That's all. And he'll be okay. But men might want to eat out of it. So that's why they confuse a lot of things for us. But all God is saying, just acknowledge me. Now, if, if Herod, when they were saying the voice of a God and not the voice of a man, the voice of a God, and if Herod had said, stop that thing you people are doing, God would have said, okay, he has sense. But he proved he didn't have sense. What did he do with Nebuchadnezzar? Until Nebuchadnezzar had his dream, Daniel gave him the interpretation and told him, please, this is what you're going to do. Do not be wicked. Humble yourself. And then God will let you. He was, he, he was like a God in the world then. And God didn't have issues with that. What struck him, what drove him to the forest was when he was walking about on the top of his house and said, this kingdom that I, Nebuchadnezzar, God say, how many eyes are there? I say, okay, I, I am the Lord. Which one are you? And all of a sudden, Nebuchadnezzar could not be I a man. He became I a beast. And he remained a beast until he knew that there was only one God. That's what glory is about. Praise the Lord. That's what glory is about. Ownership, not enjoyment. God is not about to struggle for anything with us. He just wants you to know and say, Lord, <laughs> I am here. It is you who did it. I am here. It is you who provided it. I'm enjoying this. It's you who provided it. Simple. Once we get that understanding, it becomes very easy. It says the owner or source of anything reserves the right to determine what purpose and to whose benefit a thing should be applied. God is the source, the owner of all things and all people. Any use and enjoyment without his consent, permission, acknowledgement is a serious offense. He said to me, what is theft? He said, theft is not arson. So we, we will be angry if we see somebody, you know, destroying things. And say, so why is he destroying it? But the owner, 
doesn't have to wait for it to be destroyed. Once the, it's not being used according to the owner's instruction and without acknowledging the owner, there is no difference between it and arson. Because right over that property has been with, stolen from him. And that's what Satan was offering to Jesus. He said to him, the, uh, you know, the kingdoms of this world and the glory I'll give to you. The, the earth won't move. He's just saying, once you will say to me, you are whatever he imagined that Jesus would say to him. He said, I give it to you. That's what what's about. So, my life, your life, our lives. Heaven is saying, please, please understand it. And the, the people we, are, uh, we try to address on Sunday, I'm sure they're not here, but maybe they're watching online or maybe they It's about the people who want to use doing good, good works. Good works is like the man who is using that stolen car to do good. And saying, I'm, I, I, I stole this car. The man I stole it from has four cars. But, you know, now I stole the car. I'm giving people rights. So I'm not a thief. I'm a good man because I'm doing good with something stolen. Your life belongs to him. The resources you have belong to him. The opportunity you have belongs to him. If you have not acknowledged him, what good can you do? Police arrest. He say, police, wait, let me tell you. Look at my track record. Ask the people in this neighborhood. I do good with this guy. You can't charge me for, for stealing. I'm a good man. <laughs> they will ask psychiatry tests to his pro Abby. That's what he says. He said, he said, it's as simple as that. Denying God his glory is comparative to plagiarism in intellectual property, theft in physical property, and, uh, and, and idolatry in spiritual property. Because you create and set up another God, you know? So you read the Bible, there, there are diverse you know, illustrations where God said to us, I don't joke with this. You can put Daniel 5, please. Daniel 5.23 is the account of um, Belshazzar and the writing on the wall. Let's see what God said to him in verse 23. Let's read it together, everybody. He said, and you have lifted yourself up against the Lord of heaven. He said, they brought the vessels of his house before you. And you and your lords, your wives and your concubines have drunk wine from them. And you have praised the gods of silver and gold, bronze and iron, wood and stone, which do not see or hear or know. And the God who holds your breath in his hand and owns all your ways, you have not glorified him. In this situation again, there was immediate divine intervention. And I say, God, this thing must be serious to you. You know? I think message says the God who sought, can you give us message, the second part? The second part, yes. Message said, he said, but you treated with contempt the living God who holds your entire life from birth to death in his hand. This is the primary reason people are sinners. They don't acknowledge God. Knowing him, they refuse to. And that's why the, Paul will say, because of this, he gave them to a debate. He said, okay, you want to be without God. Be without God. Then you see them going crazy. You know, getting into all kinds of things. So, so God has demonstrated to us that this matter, I don't joke with it. You know, as a student, I didn't even understand how I, I didn't do, we, we didn't do um, project in school. You know, at my time, I read accountancy. We just did 10 paper. But I was hearing plagiarism. I said, what is there now? If you've written something and somebody copies it, did it hear your own? <laughs> do you, do you, 
Hallelujah. You've read, you put, if you write something, you don't want people to see. Hide it now. You publish a work. What does publish mean? Available to public, isn't it? Then somebody likes your work and takes it and uses Why? Why is this such? I never understood it. Praise the Lord. I didn't understand it. Why should it be a big deal? Just if you put his name, the matter is solved. <laughs> uh, hallelujah. Just think about it. If you just say, quoted, copied from this article, this, the matter, you still have the benefit of the information or the knowledge in that place. Just put his name. That is what glory is about to God. Praise the Lord. That is what God is trying to say to us. Okay. Now, now I, I wonder, there's a story I had with us on Sunday, but we didn't have time. I'll try and look at it quickly. Then I, I want us to pray. You know, pray, pray because um, God doesn't teach us these things just for teaching's sake. He teaches us so that we can apply them beneficially to our lives. Amen. First Samuel 1, I, I want to show you a story. I think we've looked at it here before. But, but there's something just there, I think, that, that will help us. In 1 Samuel chapter 5, or rather 1 Samuel from chapter 4 verse 19 down, the, the ark of the Lord was captured by the Philistines. Okay? And in chapter 5 verse 1, the Bible says, Then the Philistines took the ark of God and brought it from Ebenezer to Ashdod. When the Philistines took the ark of God, they brought it into the house of Dagon and set it by Dagon. Verse 3. And when the people of Ashdod arose early in the morning, there was Dagon falling on his face to the earth before the ark of the Lord. So they took Dagon and set it in his place again. It must have been an accident. When they arose early the next morning, there was Dagon falling on his face to the ground before the ark of the Lord. The head of Dagon and both the palms of his hands were broken off on the threshold. Only Dagon's torso was left of it. <laughs> Verse 5 says, Therefore, neither the priest of Dagon nor any who come into Dagon's house tread on the threshold of Dagon in Ashdod to this day. But the hand of the Lord was heavy on the people of Ashdod, and he ravaged them and struck them with tumult, both Ashdod and his territory. Anyway, this continued until the Philistines in chapter 6 said there's something wrong. So let, come with me to chapter 6 verse 1. Every city they took it to, there was trouble. The people were struck with tumors and, you know, all kinds of uh, afflictions. Chapter 6 says, Now the ark of the Lord was in the country of the Philistines seven months. And the Philistines called for the priests and the diviners, saying, What shall we do with the ark of the Lord? Tell us how we should send it to his place. Now what is happening here is this. The Philistines had gone to battle against the children of Israel. The children of Israel were living, you know, just like what we're learning now. They had the ark, which is a symbol, which is something, you know, symbolic of God's presence. But they were living in disobedience to God. So in the middle of this battle, when the battle was, you know, going against them, they thought, let them bring the, you know, the ark of the presence of the Lord. When they bring it in, they'll surely have victory. But you see, God had had enough of their disobedience. And allow them, when they brought him in, they shouted and all of that. But the Philistines still defeated them and then ended up capturing the ark. That was their mistake. Because, you see, they didn't know that they had touched God's glory. Praise the Lord. They had what? Touched what? God's glory. And for someone here who is in church or who is listening to me, 
You may be going through some things, but let me tell you when to rejoice. Rejoice when whoever and whatever begins to insult your God. You see, insult me. There might be no transformation. But when you tell me you think it's that church, that God, every time you're praying. Anybody that makes that statement, God, without your permission, will teach him that the God you're praying to answers prayers. And he will test it. You will, be, you will know that he learned the lesson. Because th- those moments come and people now begin to tell you, go away, who do you think you are? You're that young. You're... What, in fact, pray that he gets to that point. Because if he doesn't get to that point, they won't... the Philistines had defeated Israel. If they had abandoned the ark and gone, they would have enjoyed their victory. But because they took the ark, they lost more people in their home without war. <laughs> than Israel would have defeated in the war. Are you following so, 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 so they took him, you know, they took the ark and went. And then when it was too much for them, the Philistines called for the priest and the diviner saying, what shall we do with the ark of the Lord? Tell us how should we send it to his place? Verse 3, the, uh, the diviners and the, um, and the priest said to them, if you send away the ark of the, ark of the God of Israel, do not send it empty. But by all means, return it to him with a trespass offering. Then you'll be healed, and it'll be known to you why his hand is not removed from you. Then they said, what is the trespass offering which we shall return to him? They answered, five golden tumors and five golden rats, according to the number of the lots of the Philistines, for the same plague was on all of you and on all your, all your lots. Verse 5. Verse 5 says, therefore you shall make images of your tumors and images of your rats that ravage the land, and you shall do what? Give glory to the God of Israel <laughs> for putting him on you. you. You have to acknowledge <laughs> that you defeated Israel, but you didn't touch God. Because see, they went back and said, we have captured their God, we have captured their God. They have to teach their children that the God of Israel cannot be captured. You understand? That is, <laughs> praise the Lord. It says, and you shall do what? Give glory to the God of Israel. Acknowledge him as not just God, his owner of Philistines, your gods, every one of them. Let's, let's read on. It says, perhaps he will lighten his hand from, from you, from your gods. Can you see? Not just from you, from your gods. Because he's the God of gods. Hallelujah. Our God is who? He's the God of the God of the Muslims. He's the God of the God of the native doctor. He's the God of the God of the ritualist. He's the God of everything that there is. Praise the Lord, somebody. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Okay. Okay, we'll continue. He says, why then do you, this is their divine as a priest telling them, chastising them. He says, why then do you harden your hearts as the Egyptians and Pharaoh harden their hearts? When he did mighty things among them. Did they not let the people go that they might depart? Now therefore make a new cart. Take two milk cows. This is where the lesson for me and for you should come in. Take two milk cows which have never been yoked. And hitch the cows to the cart. And take their cows home away from them. Then take the ark of the Lord and set it on the cart and put articles, put the articles of gold which are returning to him as a trespass offering in a chest by side. Then send it away and let it go. Just let it lose. And watch. If it goes up the road to its own territory, to Beth Shemesh, 
then he has done us this great evil. But if not, then we shall know that it is not his hand that struck us. It happened to us by chance. Now look at what is happening here. The priest and the diviner said, you're going to find two cows that have never been yoked. You see, we all know what yoking means, where they are trained to walk together. They are trained as farm animals. But these cows you're going to get will be cows that don't know what it means. Do you understand? They have never been trained to journey, neither on their own or together. That's one challenge. The second one is that you're going to get two cows that are breastfeeding. They are cows. Now, I had to go and research. They said cows are as attached to their babies as human beings. To their cows. And that if you leave a cow, it will search for its cows anywhere and everywhere. Okay? So, number one, these cows don't know how to be yoked. They have not been trained to carry cat or to carry anything. Secondly, is that they have, their natural instinct is to go and breastfeed their cows. Okay? He said, take two of them, yoke them, and then put the ark of the Lord on it. And allow it. Now, these cats don't have GPS. They don't have anything. Okay? Their instinct should be to go back to their cows and breastfeed. Okay? Now, this is what they, they said to them. Verse 10 now says, Then the men did so. They took two milk cows and hitched them to the cat and shut up their cows at home. And they set the ark of the Lord on the cart and the chest with the gold rods and the images of their tumors. Verse 12. Let's read 12 together. It says, Then the cows headed straight for the road to Beth Shemesh, Haba, and went along the highway, <laughs> lowing as they went, and did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. And the lots of the Philistines went after them. To the, I'm sure they would have been saying, this kind God. <laughs> Do you understand? I never seen. They were following. That, that following was not, it was following of, is this possible? And the cows went straight on the highway. Did not turn to the left or to the right until they got to Beshemesh. And the Bible said, when they got to Beshemesh, they stood. So it's not as if, they were just moving. They knew where they were going. The lesson, that I believe the Lord was, was, this is how the rest of creation takes my glory. It's not negotiable. If there were reasons, occasions for excuse, these cows had excuse. They were nursing cows. Okay? They were nursing mothers. Okay? Two is that they're inexperienced. Then why do you send them on a journey? They've not been to Israel before. Even if they've been, would they keep the memory? They don't know the road. But when the ark, when the purpose of God is dropped on them, every other thing falls into alignment. Child of God, this year, God will be glorified. Praise the Lord. My prayer and what I want us to pray is that me, I'll be one of the cows. (laughs) Praise the Lord. I will be, you know our Lord Jesus Christ, when he was riding into into Jerusalem, 
They say, bring him what? A mute that has what? On whom no man had ever what? Read it. When Jesus, our Lord Jesus, got on the mule, immediately the mule learned how to carry a man. They have to train them. Animals know that when God is involved, he is my owner. They know when God is involved, he must be honored. That thing our Lord Jesus Christ was teaching us, seek first the kingdom of God. All of creation knows that. Do you understand? All of creation knows that. So we, we see this story. They went. The only thing they told us is that while they were going, you see, they were not doing praise and worship. He said they were lowing. Nah, man. This thing is not easy. What are we going to do? The other one said, what, what did man go do? Do you understand? He's God. He is God. Do you understand? Hey, do you understand? I'm missing my calves. Do you understand? I'm missing my own too. But what are we going to do? They were lowing. Man, they were lowing, but they were going. They were lowing, but they were going. When they got there, they stood still. We have finished the assignment of heaven. Let's rise on our feet. We're going to pray. And I tell you what we're going to pray. You see, if, if this glory is so, such a big issue, how can I benefit from it? That's the question I began to ask. How can you and I benefit from it? How do we learn the lesson and begin to benefit from it? And it took me, it took me to the scripture, 1 Peter 2, 9, that we looked at two Sundays ago. It said, but you are a chosen generation. A royal what? Priesthood. A holy nation. His own what? He said that all this he did is what? That this glory he's talking about might be processed through me. And I said, is that the matter? So I'm not, in my office, I'm not ordinary. In my business, I'm not ordinary. Do you understand? In my home, I'm not ordinary. God wants to do shakara through me. God wants to gain honor through me. So amongst my peers, in any group I find myself, there are 700 names. If my name is there, immediately I remember that the God of heaven, the owner of myself, and the 700 people, and the whole world wants to do what? Proclaim his praises through me. Is someone getting what we're talking about? Because if the negative, because most of the cases we looked at are those that denied him the glory, isn't it? And he intervened. What about those that are giving him the glory in circumstances? Today, your circumstances must shift. <laughs> you will so bring the glory of God. That, that, this lesson now is what Paul and Silas knew. That's what they knew. In prison, in stocks, they said, no problem. God will visit us here. They didn't start murmuring. They just started saying, God, the owner of this prison, the owner of the ground upon which this prison was built, the metal with which we are bound, you're the one that buried it in the earth. You hold times and seasons. You are the God of heaven and earth. You are the God of the past, the present. And as they began to glorify God, as they began to glorify God, God said, this thing should be more known. No. It's not just in one cell and about 15 cells around. The whole city should know. So God created an earthquake. 
And when the city investigates, what caused this earthquake? The geologists will say, we don't understand this type of earthquake. Earthquake comes from under. This one came from above. Is somebody hearing me? You will create a scenario where glory will visit you. In the name of Jesus Christ. That's what David learned also. David, in the case, we're still, you can stop praying. David, David, David came and the Bible said, uh, uh, um, um, the Philistine, Goliath, had been challenging the army of Israel for 40 days. You know what David heard? David heard what he said. Let, let, let me, sorry, I, I, don't, I don't miss this thing. It's 1 Samuel 17 verse 10. David heard him say, I defy the armies of Israel. David said, what am I hearing? What am I? And one day when two days, 10 days, 30 days, 40 days, David said, what did he say? They say, I defy the armies of Israel. Look at verse 26. The last part. That's what we're going to pray. For the anointing that the jealousy of God will pass through us. The last part of it, they said, for who is this uncircumcised Philistine? That what? He should defy the armies of the living God. Child of God, you are his testimony. Everything contrary in your life must answer because the world is looking. They are asking questions. The psalmist says, who will show them the glory? Who? Who is going to be the occasion? I want you to believe God today. And in this season, that the heaven and earth will see that the glory of the Lord is being demonstrated through your circumstance, through your situation, through everything concerning. Lord, I offer this life to you. I offer this life. I offer this life. I receive the grace unto obedience. Unto obedience. I surrender my situation. I am no longer afraid. I see that there is something. That is not negotiable. That's the lesson for me. I see that the glory of the Lord is not negotiable. At any situation, I can identify with it. I can say scientifically, this is what will happen. Lord, be glorified. Lord, be glorified. <laughs> Lord, in my life, in my life, oh Lord, answer. 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 David didn't say, who is this seven foot trouble? No, he said, it is about the glory. How can you defy? How can you defy? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? The scripture says, who are you, O mountain, before Zerubbabel? What is that issue? By the anointing. For the glory of God, not for my glory, not for my glory, not for my glory. David was not even in the battlefield. Tonight, I want you to pray. I want you to trust God in your place of work. Let your bosses, let them discuss, let your contemporaries say, have you heard what the God of this brother has done? Have you heard? Have you seen what has happened? Have you seen? Have you experienced? Can you imagine 
We thought it was that, but look at what her God has done for her. I want you to lift up your eyes to Jehovah and let him know that today you are a vessel of his glory and no one else. I will glorify you, Lord. I surrender my life. I surrender my home. Present your marriage. Present your academic pursuit. Present your academics by reason of the anointing. Lord, distinguish me for your glory, for your glory, for your glory in the works of my hands. The Bible says, I've anointed Bezaliel. Lord, anoint the works of my hands for your glory. You know, we live in a time where there are prosperities that don't bring glory to God. But Lord, let my finances, let my health, let my mind, let my marriage, let my children, for your glory, Lord. I'm chosen by you. You have made me your own special people. All I'm saying is let your praises, let your praises be dispelled through me. Let your praises be seen in me. I'm acknowledging you. I will not touch your glory. I will give it to you. I will gather it from all my environs. I'm offering to you. I will give it to you. Lord, I will give it to you. I will not glory in the wisdom you give me. I will not glory in the riches you give me. I will not glory in the strength you give me. But I will keep testifying that it is you just like this King David. Who said, for it is God who gives power. It is the Lord. To him belongs wealth. To him belongs power, dominion, majesty. Lord, I come tonight and I say, look at your son. Look at your daughter. I offer my life to you, Lord. I offer this life. I want you to make that prayer. And the Lord will begin to give you directions already. Because he wants his glory. He says, as I live, said the Lord, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth. Kisha katabosoto. I will testify that the greatness is yours that the power is yours that the glory is yours that the victory is yours that the majesty is yours that all things are yours that the kingdom is yours you will be exalted Lord I'm promising and by grace oh Lord by my life they will know hey killer da 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 the Holy Spirit will be bringing situations before you now make them vessels for glory make them occasions for glory make them occasions for glory the one we are referred to someone had been in embarrassing situations ask the Lord, Lord for your name's sake for your name's sake for your name's sake that's what I pray for the entire Lord for your name's sake if Forget, forget about what we are doing. Lord, for your name's sake, arise, O oh Lord. See Shakatabosa. But somebody, your personal situation might require that also. Hey, 
Turn it around. Turn it around. Turn it around. Let it be said, have you seen what the Lord has done? Have you heard what the Lord has done? Almighty God. I am a chosen generation. I am a royal priesthood. I am a holy nation. I am his own special person. He has chosen me that I may proclaim his praises. For somebody, this is the will of God for you. Your sanctification. By your sanctification, let people say, is it possible for you to change? Tell them it's the Lord. You are the Lord, you are the Lord, you are the Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. One last prayer. The man who had the, um, the epileptic son, he, he said to the Lord Jesus, he said, he said, Master, if you can do anything, if you can do anything, and the Lord Jesus said to him, with me, with God, is not if you can. He is, he is, I am. Praise the Lord. He said, if you can what? Believe. What I want you to understand is this. No matter the situation that has come to your mind, that the Holy Spirit has brought to your spirit this evening, I want you to know that God can. Praise the Lord. Because some persons, some issues, you say, no, no, no. I want you to know that what? God what? God can. What you're going to pray as, you know, I live is... Lord, I will believe. Lord, I will do what? Believe. I will believe. And Lord, I will give you the glory. More importantly. Lord, I will give you the glory. Your God. You told me it's about ownership. You will own the victory. <laughs> you will own the testimony. Nobody will look at me and see me. Yes, Lord. Hey, Zela katabosata oh shika de 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 le sota kataka baba baba yekala do do zela dada lege de 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 bo zoshe kapakata pasa le kabosata I will leave it to no suggestion, no imagination. Everyone will know that it is you. All will know. All will know. Everybody will know. That you are the healer. You are the provider. You are the way maker. You are the deliverer. You are the prosperer. You are the blesser. You are my wisdom. My righteousness. Everything oh Lord. It will be no doubt that you open that door. 
it will be no doubt that you gave grace. It will be no doubt. Lord, I honor you. Lord, I worship you. Glory to your name. Honor to your name. Blessings to your name. I worship you. I adore you. Hallowed be your name, O Lord. You have been listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you have been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center off Bannock's Guarampa Expressway near Next Cash and Carry Abuja. 9 a.m. Sunday and 6 p.m. Wednesday. Call us on 070-31588-404. You can also find us online on our website, www.thefatherschurchonline.org. Facebook, facebook.com slash thefatherschurch. Our Twitter handle at T Father's Church. Also on Instagram, The Father Church. God bless you.